Hi, enthusiasts. On our fourth episode, John and I sit down to discuss the ultimate build, why I have no taste because I like the look of the new M3, and why John's a sucker for boosted cars. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Motoring Enthusiast. As always, sit back, relax, enjoy, and thanks for listening. Like are like relatively interesting. Car-centric, car-focused, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, the single single digits though going back to gas mods have you ever seen like seven or eight um oh yeah for sure yeah for sure i mean like a road trip like yeah you're, you're hell getting yeah. seven to eight like for sure you know i definitely i have a couple of like somewhere buried in my iphone a couple of shots in the e60 when i took it um on the mohawk trail in mass where yeah. i just when i went through like two or three tanks of gas in a day um just single digits yeah are we already recording? Yeah. Yeah, we are. We are live. Cool. Um, I, I'm gonna miss that thing when it goes. The E60. Yeah. Are you guys thinking about letting it go or no? Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna. It's gonna have to go. I think. It's just like. Would you guys replace it with something or just? I don't know. I so. That car fills like a very unique void driving wise because of the exotic motor. And then the single clutch thing, which I know people think it's weird to like single clutch, but that's the that's the void that car fills. And um, I don't know what I would replace it with down the line. I'm I'm really big into the C sixty three though. So I'm I'm, I'm a huge uh, fan, maybe. of course. You know. Yeah. That's like I feel like what we talk about on our podcast like the most is like C sixty threes and M uh, fives. But um, well, that's because it's like most people can afford that bracket and seeing all this crap or i'm not gonna stretch myself to get an f80 m3 and and borrow i mean money's cheap right now by the way none of this financial advice um and and borrow to to buy like a four or five year old heavily depreciated and like fifty thousand mile F80 M3 or F82 M4. Like, no freaking way. You know what's interesting is those really, that's really why I got a C63S, mainly just because I looked at the two of them and I was like, okay, the new M3 is going to come out. These are going to go down a little bit, so probably not the best time to buy one now. Having said that, I do like this. I do want to say that the new M3 looks horrible. I, I cannot warm up to it. Or <sighs> like, I don't even like, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's like the fenders or something like that, but like, it doesn't have that, like, that like wide body look like i'm a huge fan of the f80 m3 because it really really does have a really good like wide look to it and i and the m4 in my opinion doesn't i think a lot of people do agree but you know that's everyone's opinion but um i don't like the m4 i nah, like the m3 I, I only only thing i would like i'm you know obviously into like modifications like that but the only reason only way i would do an m4 is if it was like slightly dropped and i i don't like slammed cars at yeah. all i don't i really don't it's like not makes no sense but like a slight like H and R like lowering springs or whatever, which just just to f- fix that gap, and then just do like some like ten millimeter spacers all around. Okay, I'm not super into spacers either, but it'll look way better on an M4, like for it's just to be spaced out a little bit and just dropped a little bit. Yeah, it feels like the body sits on top of the tires, and and to your point, they're like in in board instead of being more like an E92 M3 or even the F80 M3 where they're like appropriately spaced. But I, yeah, I, I'm embarrassed to say I like the, well, okay. I'm starting to come around to the look of the new M3. 
not not the regular three series or four series they just released, but um, the the M three. I don't know, like slowly coming around. The new one. Yeah. Oh, we, we got a uh, English cream uh, retriever in the uh, in the background. With a rubber pig, so With a rubber pig. might be a little bit of noise in the background. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like, the look of it is just kind of it's just so weird. I don't know. Yeah, I. The interiors, uh, the interiors, way too much. It's definitely got There's way too much too, going on. Too much going yeah. on. The seats do look pretty awesome. Yeah. So um, I do like the seats, uh, but I definitely think BMW is like kind of going crazy with like they're just trying so hard to make. They're well. They're making. They're like Mercedes in the late '90s, early 2000s when Mercedes was dropping big motors into like luxury cars, but they weren't the best handling. They had automatic transmissions and, and they weren't so driver centric, but now I feel like BMW is going down that road a little bit with, for example, the new M3 and M4 and then the, the, um, F90 M5. I'm sure it's awesome, but it just seems like a big Luxo barge that's, I don't know. Yeah, I know. 4,500 pounds. I know, like, tons of people that, like, I know a couple of people that actually are, like, uh, F10 uh, M5 owners, and they are not upgrading to the F90. They're just, like, it's, and I don't really think it looks all that great either. Like, I really don't. Um, it's kind of just. Well, do you think they're not upgrading because they don't want to lose the double clutch for the 8-speed auto? I that, don't know, maybe. That double clutch, I swear I read this or heard it somewhere, but it's supposed to shift so quick you can't measure the gap between gear selection. I swear I read that somewhere. Yeah. And I believe it, hearing those things shift, but... Yeah, it's pretty darn quick. Can we just talk about, speaking of double clutches, the guy in, in Europe that took the E46 M3... Dropped the double clutch in it and then dropped an S eighty five V ten in it. Yeah, it's pretty insane. That? That's, that's. I wild. think that's the car. Yeah, I was telling you about that guy uh, on Instagram. Um, uh, boosted shoe. Boosted shoe, or well, because he had a clown shoe originally yeah. when he started Instagram. He had like a clown shoe, uh, um, Z three M coupe or whatever yeah. the hell it's called. Um, but he anyway. Those like those kind of wacky builds are so cool to me. Like that, cool. that, that is like cool stuff. He like right now I told you he's doing that E. I, I might be you probably know, but E thirty four wagon M five. Yeah. Um, red, super rare color, manual of course. Like um, so pretty rare spec. But he's doing a um, what motor? He's doing an S fifty two, so an E thirty six M three motor, okay. which tons of people use for boost and so I got. So he's doing that with like a built built motor built s52 with a turbo on it and then he's doing a dct clutch i think out of uh i think out of an f80 or um what else do they have a dct in or maybe it's from like a 335 is or something yeah. like that like it could be yeah. one of those but then he custom you know support to get that on there but that's so that's gonna be so cool like oh my god an e30 like just bringing it from like an old school car to like a you know new school car Bringing it from an old school car with like all new stuff and it's just pretty cool. Like I've yeah. never seen an old school car with like a DCT. That's just like pretty darn cool. I don't think I've seen that either. So, um, if you if you had to do the equivalent of that, where money's no object, you could dump as much into something as you want. 
what are you doing to do like a, a retro your idea of like a perfect sleeper kind of thing yeah so I, i've seen a lot of people um doing like just e36 m3s with turbo kits on them yeah i like have always wanted one of those because those are those are insane yeah. like i mean a lot of people that have those are making like 600 700 horsepower or actually i had a friend in norwalk that had one um he he was making like 550 uh, wheel horsepower and it was like you know mild build and it's like that car is like bananas you know what i mean like but was it like a reliable 550 i think so yeah, yeah. i mean he, he didn't have it like you know i think I, I can't remember what people do to him i think there's just like some minor um things you need to do to like keep it you know being relatively i mean those cars at those numbers are never going to be you can't like you know they're never going to be forever reliable but i think like upgrading right. the clutch doing you know fuel system yeah i think doing like head studs and like you know a couple other little things um could be a pretty cool like little weekend beast you know what i mean i've just always yeah. wanted like an e36 m3 with like a, a turbo kit or something like that on it just like just to mess around and tinker with you know see i am very much in the camp of give me a 2008 clk 63 black series silver over black which i, I think black was the only interior you could get on those actually take out all the crappy plastic the clk 63 yeah yeah the black series yeah yeah Take the crappy plastics out, do like full Alcantara or leather, like get rid of the nav screen and just make an Apple CarPlay interface. And then take the double clutch from the SLS Black Series and pair that with the 6.2 that was in there. Because the motors were obviously different. I think the SLS Black Series revved to 8. Wow, yeah, we're, we're looking at driving emotions right now. They've got some really clean stuff there. I think they're down in Miami or something. But, yeah, I, think so. I mean, that's a nice one. Black, silver wheels, good spec. But give, give me that with a, a double clutch from the SLS Black Series, which that would be so freaking expensive to program. But yeah. that, to me, would be, like, one of the ultimate beasts of a of freaking car. Like, perfect spec. If I ever have, like unlimited funds to spend on a car project like that that's gonna be it that i i I would probably take that over like the perfect e60 the perfect even like i don't know if if you're talking about usability and and whatnot like even a 430 not a stick 430 but like a uh you know regular f1 paddle shift 430 that that's how much i like that freaking car but I was yeah. sold on it by, and this kind of leads into what I wanted to talk about. One of the two things, um, I was influenced by the original influencer, Jeremy Clarkson, on the Top Gear thing, where he did that whole series where he woke up at like four in the morning and then went either to Scotland or Wales or something in a CLK Black series and just talked about how that's like the best best driver's car I, you know i haven't watched that episode in a long time but that's a pretty darn good episode for sure it's a great episode and and the whole thing is like that's a car that is scary and and dangerous and makes driving exciting and fun because it's alive and it, it's not it's docile but you know his whole thing is like if you poke the beast like you awaken the dragon and that's that's what the clk black is to me but it's got that crappy seven speed auto it's not cra- it fu- functions well but it compared to the modern stuff it just doesn't stand the test of time but it's yeah those quad tailpipes it's interesting that's just the regular exhaust from just regular c63 there's no difference yeah 
if you looked at that lower rear valence and you took off the carbon Same. fiber, you'd be like, is that an R63? But do you... Those are those are kind of crazy. I mean, honestly, it's an ugly car, but it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, it's ugly, but it's so cool for if what it know, is. If you know, you know. If it's cool for what yeah. it is. I actually heard of a lot of people uh, had a lot of problems with those. Like, those were not the most reliable, but... I would imagine the transmission and motor is just exactly the same as like an ML63 or a, just a C63. Those. So the that generation ML63 is, I'm going to say air quotes for, well, we don't record this live video-wise, but um, cheap. Because they're like 20 grand with 70 or 80,000 miles. And I'm like, I I would take that risk. That That is something I'm willing to roll the dice on on, on one of those. 518 horsepower, I think 480 torque or something. Yeah. I, I could be getting my horsepower numbers wrong, but I mean, there's only so much stuff I could fit in this pea brain of mine, but it's uh, it's an awesome freaking car. But I would have to have like a 2008 to 2010 so that you have the NA62, that M156 or whatever. You know, we were talking the other day about uh, like SUVs and like, like this, you know, super, we'll call it, what do you want to call it? Super sport, I mean, just like a yeah. super SUV. The Range Rover SVR, that is a badass car. And you know what's weird is when it goes to SVR, I mean, I don't think a lot of people, you know, I Ford makes the motor. Ford makes pretty much all of that. So it's probably not the best. I, I actually haven't been in one or driven one, so I'm not sure. But the SVR Range Rover, that is such an insane sounding car. Nuts. And the the two-door, um, what is it, the F-Type? Yeah, those I don't under I literally don't understand why those are so expensive still on the used market. Really? That like literally makes no like sense. Like an F Type V eight R. Like yeah, they're like they're like eighty grand still. Like I don't understand. Well, like, why would anybody pay that for that? I mean, it's it's a pretty cool car, but like why the hell would anybody pay that? I mean, it's like it, it's like what a 2016, 2017? I don't they don't make them anymore. I I don't think. But like, why well, would anybody pay that much for that? The the um. The, the original ones came out with rear wheel drive, and then I think Jaguar did a customer stu- survey because they weren't selling, and th- they said the customers were terrified because they had a supercharged five liter V eight with five hundred fifty horsepower going all to the rear wheel. So I think the next model year they made it all wheel drive. So I bet you the rear wheel drive ones go for a premium, if I had to guess. Yeah, I didn't know that they. I didn't know that they. Um... Yeah, see, that 2015 is a rear-wheel drive. That's just a... I don't think that's an SVR, though. That's just an R. Yeah, they didn't They didn't do an SVR at that time. So I think it was just called the F-Type R for the V8, and then the S was the supercharged V6, the 3-liter supercharged V6. Yeah. But yeah, I mean... That I, one, I wouldn't. I would just not do one of those. All-wheel drive, know. 66 grand. How many miles? 15 or 20,000? That's a lot of dough. But the SVR. that is such a rowdy car. I like that car. That's that's to me, that's like, you know, if you look at an 80s Aston Martin V8 Vantage, it's kind of like the British Mustang Yeah. in, in that it's this big, and I've driven one a couple times. I, I've actually I've actually got a... You're a, right. A they are all-wheel drive. I don't think... The R you can get in all-wheel drive, but the SVR I don't believe you can get in... in I think that's only rear-wheel drive. If they started doing an SVR, I didn't know that that existed also the other thing i didn't know existed just talking about how many cars that manufacturers are putting out these days bmw did a a, a 640 
Gran Turismo. So, it, it, like, similar to the Grand Coupe. All-wheel drive. You are right. All-wheel drive on an SVR. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just, they started I just don't understand. That. Why would anybody pay 70 grand for that? I mean, that's a good-looking car, but for some weird reason, they're holding value, and I don't understand why. Tell me that doesn't look like a V8 Vantage right now. It really does. It does. It really Dude, does. It's literally like I, I never really realized it till this angle, the way you have your computer screen, that looks like a V8 Vantage. It really but does. But it pulls it's the same it off. size, yeah. Same size, everything like that. Well, it's like the, the V8 Vantage was the same as the XK, or sorry, the DB7 was the same as the XKR, and then the um, the, the one that came after that mimicked, um, I think, the DB9 lines. I can't remember the one that came after the XKR, uh, the Coupe. Not the XF. The, I gotta say, the XKR did not age well. That did not age well. Like, those don't... Oh, like the 2012 ones? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so it was the XKR. Yeah, so the XKR that the Jaguar made from, like, 07 to 2014 or whatever it was. I, I can't really remember. Yeah. Yeah, XK. That that has the s- similar, I'm not gonna say same, lines as the DB9. Yeah. It I don't... Did... Like, yeah, it just looks like a little dated at this point, you know. Well, it's you know it's a twenty fourteen. So I'm not gonna lie, dated. I actually like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I don't mind the older one looks like absolute shit, in my opinion. Well, with the long nose in the front. Yeah, that one. It's got like the little Mako shark thing going on in the front. Yeah, you know it's funny. I think it's interesting. I mean, we both have like a little bit different taste. I, I mean, that is an ugly car. That's that's for sure. But it, it's kind of cool. Like I was kind of like circling back to uh, we were talking about earlier with the r63 amg like it, it's yeah. just one of those things where it's like ugly but it's kind of cool because it's ugly um I, it all depends on how much those are going for like i would potentially maybe like those um but yeah i mean it wouldn't be my first choice at all i, I mean, wonder if these were still uh if these were actually these models were made by jaguar and not um i think it was still ford was still ford yeah I, I think it was still ford i think ford got rid of their stake in jaguar when tata bought them in like 2008 or 9 or 10 or something like that again none of this financial advice um just just my caveat but um yeah that that is a parts bin special i believe like that's when ford owned jaguar and volvo and mazda and aston and have you ever have you ever sat in an aston db7 i've not actually i think i have actually i had a friend in high school that uh his dad had one of those it is the biggest piece of crap. I thought it was a DB11 or, or whatever it was. Um, I do think the uh, AMR is, is sick. I think that's a great looking oh, car. Oh, yeah. I think the AMR is pretty cool. I mean, the AMR spec is probably the only way you can get a V8 um, Vantage. Yeah. Well, the, the AMR, I think, is it. Well, so the Vantage S is a V12. That's super cool. Speaking of Vantages, um, I, back in the day, I really, really hated the V8 Vantage. I was just like, this thing's like, and then I've kind of gone back and forth where if I like them or I don't like them, and I just can't decide if I like them or I don't like them. They're really cheap, and I think if anybody was to buy one, I think it, I don't know. I think that you're going to pay Aston Martin pricing to fix it, and I don't think it's going to be very cheap. 100%. And Wait. I think that it really doesn't put out the performance. I mean, it's not really like anything special, the older ones. You're, yeah, all right. So you're talking about like the 06 to yeah. 12 or whatever. It's like a bargain, bargain yeah. uh, sports car. Bargain. Because yeah. they did the 4.3 liter V8 in that for the first couple of years. I forgot what the power output was. I think it was like 380. 
Yeah, and then they not put much, the, really. Yeah, and then they put the 4.7 V8 in it, which was updated, and I think that went up to 420. Now, is that, that's not the, the 4.7, that's not the Maserati motor from the Grand Turismo. No, I think no. it just happened to be, like, the same same size, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, they, they look nice. I've always considered getting a V8 Vantage because of the price. Like, you can get They're one for, cheap. like, 30 grand. Yeah. Um, They're supposed but to be I'm like, right. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, you don't see a lot of them with high miles, and I'm like, not that I would... I'm just, I'm planning on driving the car, so I'm like, would rack on the miles. Yeah. So I just wonder, I'm like, huh, I wonder like if I actually put a bunch of miles on it, if it would, how it would hold up. Because you don't see them with like miles on them. So I'm like, is everyone scared to drive them? Are they unreliable? Like, it's like people that have Ferrari 430s from 05 and 06. You see them come up for sale every once in a while with like six or 7,000 miles. So it's like, hang on a minute, 2005 was 16 years ago. What are you doing? Like, yeah. Ferrari made how many thousand F430s? Like 10 or 11 maybe? Maybe I'm confusing it with the Gallardo numbers, but that's not a rare car, relatively speaking. Yeah. And, and people are still rubbing them with a diaper and keeping them in the garage. Yeah. And Ferrari had that crazy warranty where it was like four, four years war- um, bumper-to-bumper warranty and then like a seven-year service where... I think all the servicing, if I'm not mistaken, was covered for seven years after you purchased it. And that, that was obviously like a, a bet that people weren't going to drive it enough to actually use that, right? Because if they were really getting hosed on that servicing program, they would have ended it. But no one drives them. I mean, yeah. there are exceptions, but by and large, your typical Ferrari driver isn't driving that car. I'm like, why are you buying this? Like. Who are the people that are buying these cars that are pushing the fucking prices up that aren't driving goddamn cars? That yeah. drives me insane. Yeah. I, like, I I don't get it. Maybe I'm a salty bastard because I can't afford a Ferrari, but I am the type of... Like, if, if we take it relatively speaking, right? When I got my E34 M5, that was expensive at the time, and it had low mileage, but I still drove it, and it's a rare car. Right, they made twelve thousand of them, and mine is one of almost seventeen hundred that's in the United States, um, at least you know, brand new. And I drive the shit out of that car because yeah. I I have it because I want it. And like for me, that ratio of like the car's value to what I do is probably similar for a person that can afford a Ferrari that chooses not to drive it. It's like why why are you wasting your money on the car then? If you're not going to drive it or if you're just going to take it out and short shift at 4,000 revs with your fucking double clutch transmission. Yeah. It just drives me nuts. Yeah. I can't stand it. Like, it's the same. And and that permeates the modern cars. And then it also goes back to the vintage cars, right? Like, a 250 GTO was a race car that nobody wanted in the 60s and 70s because apparently they weren't eligible for a lot of races that's a seltzer people they weren't eligible for a lot of races and they just weren't built to specifications that made them competitive at the time i I can't there's a litany of reasons why they weren't wanted i can't recall and i remember seeing ads for them like on people's instagrams where they're offered for sale in the back of like car and classic of the 70s or 80s for like 8,000 bucks or 10,000, you know, pounds sterling or whatever at the time. And now 
250 GTO is a 50 to 70 million dollar car depending on the prop, uh, provenance of the, of the car. I mean, it blows my mind. What made it go from inflation adjusted, call it like, you know, 75, 80 grand to millions and millions and millions? Yeah. What are production numbers? Was it, is it? 36. It's rare. Or 3,600? 36. 36 total. 36, okay. yeah. So that's probably, plus it's like, I think this is like a bit more of like a. It's beautiful. Yeah. I think it's the most beautiful road car. Well, it was a race car, but I think it's the most beautiful car ever made. I mean, I know that's very subjective. Yeah. But the the engine sings to eight grand. It's a, I believe it's a Colombo three liter V12, 300 horsepower, which is pretty impressive. They got 100 horsepower per liter back in the 60s. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's a thing of beauty. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's, ah, that's a good-looking motor, too. But why is it worth, like, what makes that worth $50 million? Is that because of its art? Yeah, I think it's a bit of all that, you know. But, yeah, it's a good-looking car. I just sure. don't get that um, hoarding and, cl- and collecting mentality of of these cars though the same thing applies well, to McLaren F1. everyone though like people that collect ferraris are always those hoarder non not going to drive it you know but type of deal who's there's only i think at the minimum unless you're crazy you have to be a billionaire to afford one of those cars yeah right you, you don't want to put like 10 20 percent of your net i'm not even gonna go there but you have to be a billionaire to afford one of those cars why are you going to buy it and not drive it but like what are the reasons to not yeah drive like are you saving are you just saving it for somebody else like i don't i don't right. yeah i mean you own it it's an amazing car it's super rare yeah i mean you should drive it but yeah i don't know but i but that's the thing i don't understand like bruce meyer do you follow him on instagram i don't you, you know who he is right the maybe he's the He's an older gentleman from California. He's got an insane car collection. He's done one or two videos with Petrolicious. I don't know if you ever saw the most winningest Ferrari, Ferrari 250TR. He's He's got, a, yeah, that silver 250TR. That's his uh, Bizzarini, I think. But So that it, that car was owned, I think, by John Von Neumann, who was a, um, what, what do you call it, a gentleman driver, I believe, in the 50s. And that 250TR, he drives. Like, he brings that out on the road, even though it's worth millions. And he just talks about how he's just the caretaker or custodian for the next person, right? So the people that don't drive these cars, what are they doing? Are they speculators or are they actual car enthusiasts? Yeah. And that's what drives me bananas about all this. Have you ever seen uh, David Lee? That Yeah. He, he, he drives like, his. He goes like, a, I don't know what it is, like Wing Holly, like Jewelers. Wing Holly Jewelers. Yeah, yeah. or whatever. Um, I think his dad was a big Ferrari guy as well, but his collection is insane. Yeah. Like, absolutely insane. But he, he drives everything. his cars. He does. He, he literally, I think he literally takes home a different Ferrari at home every day. I, I mean, if, if yeah. I had that collection, I certainly would Good for him, though. Too. I mean, he's yeah. using it. You know what I mean? He's not, he's, but I respect that. I don't get the whole, like, realistically, I'm never going to be able to afford a 250 GTO. Yeah. But I don't think that they would be worth so much if people just didn't hoard and try and speculate them uh, on them, rather. Yeah. And, you know, like, there's, I mean, right there, he's standing next to his F40 and his F50. 
No one gave a shit about the F50 when it came out because it was slower than the F40. Because Ferrari sandbagged the shit out of the performance figures on the F40, right? Yeah. 2.9 liter twin turbo V8. They claim 400. I think that was such a cool car because in its time, like that was not like you know people weren't really doing twin turbo V8. You know nobody was really. Right. I don't recall. I mean, what else was there really? I mean, what was what was Lamborghini making at that time? I mean, uh, it would be. Well, like NAV12. I mean, an F40 was like light years ahead of the Countach, in my opinion. I don't honestly. I don't like Countaches. There's a Mm. white one that I've seen driving around uh, New Canaan and stuff like that, which I mean, it's really cool to see. I mean, actually, you know what's interesting is just to think about um, people that drive their cars. Uh, Matt Farah has a uh, Countach, and he actually drives it like every day. And that's and why he, it works. Exact. That's what he said. He's like, he's like, honestly, the reason why my like, he's like, I drive it, I use it, I, you know, it's it's. He like dailies it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome. And like, I wonder honestly, I was like, he lives in like L.A. or something like that. Now I'm always wondering, like, I mean, that car's got to be awful to drive uh, in L.A. But he does. I mean, and he's pretty one of those guys that's very particular about like if a car drives good or doesn't drive good in like the city because he just lives. I think he lives in like uh, Venice Beach or something like that. Yeah. But um, he drives it, which is like really cool. And I think. I can't remember if I read or I heard it, but he put like 10,000 miles on it in like a year. He drove it like yeah. maybe, maybe that might be a little exaggerated. But no, 10,000 10, kilometers, so 6,000 miles in, in a, like which a year is or like, so. That's, that's a lot. Yeah, for a Countach. Yeah. You know, which is that's just pretty good. You know what I mean? Um, what else does he have now? I'm just thinking of it. He just picked up a Ferrari as well. 328, yeah. Yeah, and he's been driving that as well. Yeah. I mean, those um, are nice. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of them. Neither am I. I yeah. don't think they... I, I actually just, think the 308 looks better than the 328. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They're, I mean, but they're they're cool. I, I appreciate them for what they are. But I, I don't know what he paid for his. But I wouldn't spend like not very much. They're they're cheap. I mean, they're cheaper right now, right? I think, I think they they're go for that much in in like the 60s to high 80s, if I'm not mistaken. 60s yeah. to high 80s. Yeah. But I remember them being in the 60s, like in 2013, when I was at that place Autosport. They had a couple for sale. I think were like 65 or 75. Don't quote me, Tom. Um, something of that nature. But they, I mean, they're they're cool, but they're they're slow. But at the same time, a slow car fast is better than a fast car slow. So maybe that's the argument for for something like that. Yeah, I just, driving a slow car fast is so good for oh some yeah. reason. It's so good. It is because you're yeah. using like all the power in the car, like. Uh, my parents have a house on Laurel Road, and that road is so windy and so good. And just driving like a, I mean, I have the C63 now, S now, so it's not really that kind. Of, but I remember like back in the day when I was younger, even driving like a GTI, like six speed on that road was yeah. great. I mean, you're using all the power and just, you know, it, it. Yeah, it's just it's really fun driving a a slow car fast. Definitely, that's why a lot of like people that do like track cars, they just do like a you know like a an E36 that's got like a billion miles on it. And just well, let's see, it, learn you know to drive. Mean? Yeah. Yeah. My um my buddy, I don't know if he listens to this or not, Alex, had at the time a uh, Subaru BRZ, and that was awesome. I mean, only 200 horsepower, um, 200 horsepower, 150 torque, but uh, you could really, really uh, wind that thing out, and, yeah. and it was great, and we were on the Hawk's Nest up in Pennsylvania, New York border, off the Delaware River, and I had the E60, and I was ripping through that little stretch of road, and it was, you know, 
fun, but you're slugging around a four thousand pound sedan. And then I got. Do they really weigh four thousand. The BRZ weighs four. No, the E sixty. Oh, okay. So I was I was slugging that around those that quick short little stretch of road in the E sixty, and like it was fun, and made a lot of noise. But then I got into his BRZ, which I think had an exhaust and. It was lowered a little bit. It had some stance, but like enough so that it was actually accretive to how the car handled. It didn't take away from it. It was actually a nice car. I really liked it. The steering feels great. It was slow as hell, but I got to rev the shit out of it and like yeah. wring it by its neck. It was an awesome car. And in in my mind, that's like um, that's a pretty good car to to like take to track days or to actually use and and drive. People love the BRZ. I, I honestly, I've never liked it. I've, I've always been like, anytime I see one, I like kind of cringe. I'm like, ah. Uh, and, and if anyone's listening that has a BRZ, I'm, I'm sorry. Everyone's got their own opinions. But I've just never really been that about it. And, you know, I I, did, I remember back in the day, I, I like looked at one. I was like, well, you know, it'd be kind of cool to get one of these. I don't know why, but it just looks so, I don't know. It just looks really cheap and like, I don't know. Just. Yeah, I get that. It, but... If you're, in my opinion, if you were in that price bracket, for me, it'd be a GTI. I mean, I just, I mean, I understand if you, if you're like, no, I think I a lot of the, real drive. the drifter kid, you yeah. know, the guys that are looking for like, you know, to slide around the corner, but I mean, like, you're you going to really slide that car on the corner. It's like, you know, you're going to get wheel spin in like first gear, you know, you're not going to like, you know, crack second and, and like start, you know, right. drifting. It's not going to happen. I mean, pull the e-brake or whatever, but I don't know. I'm not into drifting, but, um, I don't know. That car's never really got, it really did it for me. I wonder if the, if I always wonder if the motor the same as like a WRX motor, but just non-turbo and just a few different things i don't really know i don't know. know it might be a bespoke motor yeah I, i'm not i'm not too sure but the i mean i hated it until i drove it yeah because my my friend alex he's very much into jdm cars which i am not but he he, he was like no drive this trust me and i did and i was like i get it i totally totally understand the appeal it's great on tight back roads but on some of the bigger back roads that we have in this area or even in, like, western Massachusetts, it would be so freaking slow that it, it would just suck. But in very tight situations, awesome car. Because you're... I could see that, yeah. I second and that. third the whole time. You're going up and down and using all of third sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And you're I going, like, that, yeah. 70 miles an hour at the top of third or whatever. I'm trying to think of like what that. else would be, like, comparable with that that car you know i mean like a miata, miata. like I, I would much rather have the brz over the miata i take the fiat abarth or not the uh yeah yeah the the abarth what did they call the the fiat convertible that was a miata that they put the punto motor in i can't remember what the, like the little two-door yeah 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 like the abarth yeah like the the it's like a 1.4 liter turbo or something like that i could be wrong it might, it's i think probably it's not. one it's, six yeah something like that but what, um what's it called i can't remember God, that, the Abarth, yeah, isn't it? Abarth. No, but like, that's the performance. Like, that's the only one you'd buy. <laughs> yeah, but like, the, yeah. that's the convertible. I can't remember the name of like, um, the base. Of I've it. never been a, a, a Fiat, or I don't even know if it's called Abarth or whatever you want to call. It. I've never really been super into it. However, I remember one time I was. I was coming off the connector, um, and I saw one cornering around one of those. You know, at the end of the connector, there's those huge turns. I saw yeah. one of those, just a guy, like, flat out cornering super hard in one of those. And it sounded nasty. I mean, the guy probably had like down pipes on it. They like, sound great. I mean, it sounded. I was like, wow, it's that a was insane. Um, there's a guy I follow on Instagram. He's got one as a daily driver that he drives into the city every day. That is respectable. I mean, that's like that's kind of a cool little city car. 
you know, I mean, he's got a, like an F10 M5 with like a DME tune on it. It's like, you know, probably got 700 horsepower. This is like his fun car. Yeah. But like his daily is just like a, one of those Fiat's. I like just, that though. That works. You know what yeah, I mean? It's got I mean, that's like, those are some complete opposite vehicles. Like very much so. But it ticks both boxes off, I think. Yeah. For me, on a cheap car, it would be a GTI. It would just, that's just the fit and finish and the quality. When you're in a GTI, even the newer ones, like the door panels and all, I mean, okay, it's a, it's a lower end car, but it, it doesn't feel like it. It, it feels pretty no, solid. Premium. That's how I would describe them. I mean, they, the look. It is a premium car. The yeah. Interior, I'll take that back. They're like 40 grand. Yeah. It's insane. That is insane. Do you, yeah. do you remember? I, I, I think in the late 2000s an audi a4 loaded to the gills was like 38 grand or something and that was like with a 3.2 liter v6 that was like the b7 generation and now those I never, are in the 50s i never understood that i mean someone that goes out there and buys like a brand new a4 and spends all that money like you're insane yeah you're insane but it's the, the people that do that they're i mean it's okay. I mean, it's fine. They're just for them. They just want an Audi and they want a new car and they, they don't know, you know, maybe they're not into performance. Maybe they're not into all that. But like, in my opinion, you're always like, I'm like, oh man, like you could have got like a three-year-old S4 for yeah. like way. Oh, I yeah. mean, that's what my mind instantly right. goes. But, um, when I was in a, you know, I have a place in Salt Lake City, Utah as well. Um, but, uh, I was out there recently and I rented a, um, it was just a brand new 330, uh, BMW. Uh, I don't know why I rented it, but I was just out there and they had one and they were like, well, we can upgrade you for like $30 more a day for this. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'll do it. Whatever. I was going to get like a, just a cheapo, like something. I got it. And that thing sucked. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry that like, uh, anyone that just loves BMWs. And if, if you have a, like a 330 brand new one, you know, I, I get it. You know, you got it. But in my opinion, um, that thing was horrible. The... I mean, horrible. It, 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 G, it the G30 right like the brand brand new yeah one, right? it was yeah. like a 2021 um it was slow as shit and the inside was was really shitty honestly like and I know I sound like an ass but I would just would not appeal to me at all I mean it, like I kept thinking around I kept looking at the price and it was like 55 60 grand for one of these like you're insane four cylinder you're insane if you, you're insane if you buy this car yeah. like and the funny thing is like people you know I don't know this the people who buy those cars they're just yeah, I mean, they're just, I mean, they're not into car, you know, I don't know. It's, I, it's, it's a, just a lifestyle statement. It is, it's yeah. Nuts. And uh, driving it, I was like, oh man, like I want to return this and go get a Sentra. Like I don't, yeah. I don't want to drive this thing. I took it into the canyons up by Park City and I was, uh, it's called uh, Inspiration Canyon. It's got some pretty good long, you were pretty uh, uninspired. I was completely that. wide open on all, I mean, I'm coming from, you know, my CC3S at home to like yeah. this, which is a huge difference. Um, uh, it was and not only that, just driving it for like a week, it really was just like I would not recommend that car to anybody. Like yeah. it was just like you'd be much better off getting like a Mazda, saving the money, getting a Mazda, like a fully loaded Mazda and like saving all that money. Like it's just not worth it. Like yeah. I understand like somebody just wants the badge in the back and be like I own a brand new BMW, you know what I mean? But like that thing sucked. It that also thing, looks like a Lexus, like from the back. It, it was it was really really poor car. I consider it really... insulting to BMW because BMW has always, in my mind, been above Lexus. Yeah. But now they Lexus just released that new IS five hundred F Sport. They should have just called it the ISF. Maybe there's a real ISF coming soon. But five liter V eight, four hundred eighty horsepower, something like that, and like mm -hmm. four hundred torque. I, can't recall exactly i'd rather have that for 75 grand over 
a BMW M340i performance package like with this straight six because the Lexus is going to drive better. It, it just yeah. is. Like BMW is not making driver's cars anymore. And I could say that because I also had a G30 3 Series, a 330, as a loaner car from BMW Darien when I was getting a repair done. Yeah, yeah, that's what M5. I had. It was, a, it was a 330, uh, you know. But it had paddles and everything. Yep, and yep. and I, I was gunning it around here and I was like, okay, like it's a car. It's not BMW. Well, yeah, I mean, of course, it's 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 it is their lowest model, so it's going to be just like just. But they have the three twenty, don't they? Or did they stop making? I don't that? know if they make those anymore. But I actually thought, you know, I have to say, when those came out, the lease deals on those three twenties was actually pretty good. I I always thought like actually like that wouldn't be that bad. It's just a daily, but I don't know like hundred eighty horsepower though. I mean, okay, you're not buying it as your sports car. You're not buying it as your fun car. But if you're buying it as just a daily and you wanted, like, I guess if you, I guess if you're just one of those people and you just wanted to be like, BMW. I have a BMW. You know I live what I mean? in Westchester or Fairfield County and I have a BMW. Yeah, that's pretty much like it's like the, yeah, it's just like a good little status statement, whatever. But the people who like see them go by, you're like, yeah, you paid fifty three grand for that car, like. Yeah. Um, I, I just can't, like, I have a really hard time putting myself in the shoes of people that aren't into cars that spend money like that. Like the person that walks into a dealership and gets like a, a Mercedes CLA, like a 250 and spends like 60 grand on it. Yeah. Like a fully loaded CLA 250, not even the AMG. And I'm sure those people exist. And yeah. I, I just can't fathom that. Like, yeah, it's 60 really grand. Yeah, our minds don't work like that. No, as, I, as motoring enthusiasts. Yeah, exactly. Good, good play on the title there. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's yeah, it is weird to put yourself in that shoes and be like, you know, if I was, some, you know, but I I've talked to like friends like that that ha- are like you know in the market for a new car and they're like, man, you know, I'm really thinking about getting like a yeah like a brand new CLA or something like that and yeah. like, no, and they're like, what do you mean no? It's it's a CLA and it's you know it's the sport package. I'm like, I know, but like sport. You no, know, I know, but I'm like, just don't like just just don't do it and they're like but why like it just it's it's yeah it's one of those things where you just i don't know then you kind of just like just just i guess just send them on right. the way and just do it if that's what makes you happy at the end of the day if that's what makes you happy go for it i just think like i always try and educate my friends like that that are not like big car guys i'm like you're gonna lose your ass on that car like oh, yeah. you're gonna lose so much money in that car and you're gonna be really disappointed and honestly I, th- I really don't think you're gonna like you're really gonna be, it's not gonna be anything that special well it's like the um the people that call like uh the Toyota Camry a sports car now because they released that V6 um, SE something or other and it's got quad tailpipes on the back. Oh, God. I knew a girl in, in, in uh, Park City that had one of those. Yeah. And, and like, people will call that a sports car because it's got the bigger wheels and tires and has paddles for the plain vanilla automatic piece of shit transmission well i'm sure it works fine but it's not a sports car it is a toyota with some non-functional shiny plastic bits on the outside that people think that they can drive aggressively yeah and you see that like on the highways it's so funny because i knew this girl that that got one in uh in utah and she she spent like i don't know like i forgot what she said it was like 46 grand 48 grand i was like you spent 48 grand on this car why She's like, it's it's fully loaded. It's it's got this. I'm like, but you could have gotten like literally anything else would have been better. Anything else like you you 
maybe it's just like someone just wants a brand new car. They want this. But I was like, you spend so much money on a Toyota Camry. And I'm not knocking like, you know, if somebody wants that, I mean, everyone's yeah. got their own opinions. You know what I mean? But in my in my opinion, which is not the best opinion, but it's an opinion. In my opinion, I would just never do that. Like, that's insane. You have 48 grand to spend on a practical daily. What are you doing? What am I doing? Yeah. And let's just, let's Um, assume, right, you you have a family, so you have to be practical. It has to have a warranty. Straight up. Uh, Golf R. How about a Golf R? Four-door Golf R. You could do a manual transmission, all-wheel drive. What do they got? 280 horsepower? Yeah, something like that. That sounds, that's just the first thing that popped in my head. But, um... Uh, S3. I, I'm, I'm, I am a fan of the S3. You do like, yeah. I don't know why. I am a fan of the S3 because I'm such a sucker for, for deals. Boost. I, boost, yes. But, like, just <laughs> deals. Like, I mean, an S3 on the used market right now is is cheap. Like, you know, mm. I mean, there's a lot of different opinions of what cheap is. And I'm not and I'm not just, you like know. the interior it, on those? No, I'm saying the price of them. Like, it's just, no, it, I, it, I it's, <laughs> the interior is bad. The, uh, you know, what's interesting is like, if you've ever been in one, it's so basic. It's, it's, it is really basic. I mean, like. Less things to go wrong though. It is just straight plastic on the inside. Yeah. But you can get like, uh, I, I really, really like the, uh, you can get the uh, diamond, what is it? Diamond stitch, the quilted leather. Quilted, you get yeah. the quilted leather in it. I do find the nav screen that pops up in it is, is kind of cool. The way it just pops up just. Uh, and it hides away, right? Yeah, it hides so away. And it's nice. flush. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like if you touch the dash, it, it is plastic. I mean, it's interior. But it's a Jetta. hard plastic. It's it is a hard plastic. Nice plastic. Yeah, it is, it is hard plastic. Because my my parents' Q5 has the soft touch plastic on everything that's like from your hips up if you're sitting in the car, but everything from your hips below if you touch all the plastics, they're that hard, scratchy Fisher Ball Price cheap bullshit. And like my 2011 3 Series. Has soft touch plastic everywhere. Yeah, that is a quality car. That is a nice car, and like, it's ten years old and has a hundred six thousand miles on it, but feels nicer to me on the inside than an F eighty or a G thirty three series, in my opinion, because it the plastics are nicer. They're softer to the touch. Not only that, the uh, the hard plastics down the road are gonna rattle like hell. Oh yeah, that's exactly. that's like that's like prime. You're gonna yeah. you're, it's gonna rattle like hell. It's gonna be ridiculous. Um, you know, I do have to say, and I'll just be completely honest with you, and it's it's really hard to like say this because I own one. My C sixty three S. I will tell you, and I'm, I just want to let everyone know this. Who any, anyone's even listening to this, but yeah. well, I gotta tell you honestly, the C sixty three S. Dude, there's rattles in that car. Like, I don't understand. Like, the first time I got in that car and drove it back in Virginia when I picked it up, I was like, why is the headliner rattling? Why is the seatbelt rattling? Like, why are these things rattling on a car that was a $122,000 sticker? Like, that's insane. What year is it? 2016? Yeah. So it's not the first year they made it, right? 15 was the first year, but I mean, so like, so they should have worked out the kinks on that crap. Yeah. But like, I'm just like, I I mean, I, I never could believe I was like on this car, how are things rattling? I mean, I mean, on my, on my older C63, I had like no rattles in that car and everything, every, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think everything was kind of hard plastic on that thing to be honest, but yeah, no rattles, no rattles though. Yeah. And I was like, I don't understand why this car, like I upgraded this car and I, I got rattle and rattles drive me nuts. Like I, I. I literally have to drive with like earplugs pretty much. Like I cannot stand rattles. Yeah. Like I will lose my mind. Like constantly I'm driving around and I'm with a passenger. I'm like, do you hear that? Do you hear that? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, there's a rattle in the back. Like yeah. it just keeps rattling. Like, what is that? And they're like, what do you mean? It's like, it's not that big of a deal. I'm like, no, what is that? Like yeah. someone get in the back, the someone get in the back right now and listen to that. Cause like 
we need to find out where that is right now. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I think it might be because like the car has a panoramic roof, and I think that it it takes a couple pieces of a headliner. It's like there's a front. It's not all one piece, of course. So there's like a front portion of the headliner and a rear section of the headliner, and I feel like. You know, the fact that there's, like, a split in the center of it, I think maybe it's maybe that could be a reason why, since it's all not a solid one piece. Right. Um, I wish that car came in a, in a just a, you know, just a fixed, solid roof. But, um, anyway, I don't want to talk about that, because it's, it's a little bit of an embarrassing topic. But, like, I swear to God, like, the rattles in that car drive me nuts. Like, I'm like, what is going on here? Like, no, it, is, it is annoying. It, like, it drives I, me nuts. I hate that shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to say that my... E93 series, the only issue I have with that is the driver's cup holder doesn't pull out of the, the you know how they have the click? Yeah, It doesn't yeah. swing out anymore. Those so are, like, reach in and pull Those are out. very, very common to, to, and to, to go out. it's a in the ass to replace it. It is. Like, I, yeah. I've seen the videos on how to do it. you got to take a little metal foil, and you got to roll it back up, and, like, Whatever. I do have to say, I think that's a pretty cool little feature. You know what? Back in the day, my dad had a Saab 9.5 Aero, um, and it had one of those little hideaway cup holders. I'm a sucker for those. Like, I think that's I like great. Those. Really, really cool. Yeah. But I always thought on the on that car, that little hideaway cup holder was actually really cool. I thought that was yeah. like that was like a really good like good way of using space, and it's pretty cool. Um, I like it. I, I think it's quite a cool. No, I, it, it I can, like it. It can but go it away. Stopped working. Yeah. Are you yeah. gonna replace it? Or are you gonna just? I'm gonna one of these weekends. I'm just gonna rip the because I have the plastic like pull apart stuff for the interior, like the rent the um, like the plastic pry bars to yeah yeah pop interior trim. I think I'm just gonna do that and replace it. it it's not that hard, and if I fuck up, I'll just order a brand new one. Yeah, I just I, a lot of it's just I want to be able to do it myself. So, do you have the nav on that or no nav? Nav. Mm-hmm. It's kind of kind of sucks, but. At the same time, it's not it's not bad to like for the auxiliary input or whatever with my iPhone. It still works, and I have an iPhone 12, and it still connects via the plug. So yeah, it's um, it's functional, and it's a good act actually like for driving in places that have no service, which still exists around here sometimes. It's good to have like backup nav in case your phone isn't like. Yeah. Now, can you update that to like a newer one or, or no? So they do make aftermarket kits that are five hundred fifty bucks and are Apple CarPlay, Bluetooth yeah. compatible, screen mirroring, cool. all that stuff. I just don't know that I want to do that because I just do like the iPhone. I don't know. The iPhone twelve is like big enough where you can see like almost everything on it. But uh, it's something I've thought about seriously, and it's. Again, not cheap, but relatively inexpensive at five hundred dollars to to retrofit that, and then you could go like complete integration with your ten year old car. That's what keeps that stuff modern and relevant in a way. I'm trying I to think of, thought about it, but yeah, I'm trying to think of my E ninety. What I had, I, I didn't have the nav. I had on my E ninety three thirty five. I didn't have nav. I just had like the solid one. Yeah. And then since that car was pretty heavily modded, I had actually a uh, I had like a I went to um, like Best Buy, and I picked up like a, a like a cheap tablet, and I had like these mounts that mounted into like the. I had basically had the tablet on the screen, and it was basically just like my boost gauges and everything like that. So when I I went from JB4 to uh, MHD, you know what? It's funny. I don't know if anyone's listening to this, but I don't even know if people use JB4 or MHD anymore. I don't know if that's just like straight old technology, but um, I had the MHD4 tune. Yeah, that was like the tuning platform. I mean, uh, 
It, I feel like I haven't heard about those. In, oh, that's that's like a super super common one. It's JB four. Well, I don't, like I just haven't heard of them in years. Like, yeah, yeah. It used to be more common. I'm sure it's like it's probably not a thing anymore. But it, or MHD. I don't even know if MHD I've was never either. Heard of that. Yeah. MHD was super popular for N54 guys. So if any of you out there mm. uh, N54 people, I'm sure you know about it. But um, I, yeah, when I switched over to MHD, because the JB four. Um, the JB4, I actually had the app on my phone, so it was wireless. So I actually had um, all the boost gauges on my phone, and I could actually change maps on my phone live. I could change like to like no shift, no lift shift. I could do like whatever you could do, like change the tune. Actually, you know what's really amazing is you could change um, the wastegate the the like how much it opened and closed so let me a little tip here a little n54 thing so n54s have horrible wastegate rattle so they actually came with a little feature on the jb4 where you could actually adjust the amount that the wastegate opens and closes and so you could you could adjust it so it doesn't rattle anymore but i think that what that would do essentially was you know you got a little bit of boost lot boost uh boost like lag or whatever from that because you would adjust like the way it opens and closes but um, it did fix the wastegate rattle, which is literally all N54s have wastegate rattle on startup. Or when you let off the throttle, it would it would rattle like crazy. You would just hear like rattling going down the whole road. But I switched the JB4 was an interesting platform, honestly. For you could do anything on it. You know what I mean? There were so many things you could do on it. But anyway, to circle back, I I had the uh, MHD. I when I switched over to MHD, I had all the I had an app and I had the whole tablet on my um, in between my my vents and I had like all the boost gauges like that on there on the tablet. Um, which is pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool when I had that. Um, I've never seen a setup like that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. Not in person, at least. I've seen that stuff online. I'm like, oh, people do this. You're one of those people. I, uh, you were. I was one of those guys. I actually, literally, I've actually been thinking about it the last, like, little while. Like, I would love to get, I mean, N54s are not reliable, but that car, for the money, is so fast. Like, a tune and downpipes in that yeah. car is super fast. I had, you know, big turbos on it and a whole bunch of other stuff, but um that was such a fun car. Oh my god. Like I that the the that car sounded insane, like ridiculous and the flames and the you know, in between shifts it would shoot huge flame ball. I mean, it was a car was insane. Um huge headache that it literally it was, sure it, was, it, was yeah. it was broken all the time. I Ubered like everywhere. Like I pretty much I was like a regular person that Ubered. In fact, I you know, I work for Tesla, and I, I would, like, Uber to work, like, 80% of the time. People would be like, well, where's your car? I'd be like, uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's broken. Like, Again. I uh, beat the shit out of it over the weekend, and now it's, uh, now it's over at this BMW shop, and I don't know what the hell's wrong with it, and I'm running out of money, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was just, like, young, and I was, like, I was just spending all my paychecks on this damn car. It was insane, but um, 335 IS has always been on my radar. Because those are a DCT yeah. on N54, which are pretty cool. Pretty cool. I don't know. And I love the wheels on those. I don't remember what they style are, but those are a nice. good-looking wheel. That guy, um, two or three supercars, I think his name is Mike, that follows our account. Oh, yeah, I've seen he, that, yeah. He's got a blue 335 IS. I think it's blue with brown interior. That's, yeah. Might good, be, I might could combo. be wrong, but I, I thought it was. Good combo. Yeah. Um, that's a cool car, though. Definitely. Definitely pretty cool. Um, I'm sure they've held their value yeah I, they, they were a lot they were a lot like i remember when i was looking at them they were they're quite a bit and i i don't i doubt they are now but 
you know, the IS, I think, did have a limited slip and uh, DCT, and that's pretty cool, and the seats were pretty good. And, yeah. You know, I, at the time, those were aging really well. And honestly, I think even right now, I think they aged pretty good. Yeah. Um, they don't really look too bad. I think they look, I think the E90, E92, E93, I think those look better than the, any of the F80 3 Series that came out. The th- I, I take that back. Any F80 3 Series that does not have the M Sport bumper appearance package in the front and rear. Otherwise, those look pretty good. But I don't like their... You don't like they're, it, yeah. They're busy. Yeah, I think they're too busy in the front and the rear. But if they have an M Sport package on with the bigger air dams up mm-hmm. front and then like a more prominent spoiler in the rear or yeah. diffuser, fake diffuser, since they're not really diffusing anything... I think those look okay, but non M Sport, nah. I'm, yeah, I'm good. I mean, I've I've driven a, a 2013 335i, and it was fast. I think it was last it was year, fun. right? In the last year of them, I'm pretty sure. Um, so 14, it went to F. It went to pretty sure. I oh yeah, yeah. So I guess it was uh, yeah. So it was a 2014 then. So I drove a 2014 335i, and that was that was okay, but. It, it just felt cheap and crappy on the inside, and the steering was terrible because that's when they went from the um, hydraulic to the electric, and it was not great. And then you put it in sport mode, and it felt too fake and too heavy. He had no idea what the front wheels were doing. I will say, though, 8-speed auto, excellent. Yeah. That that was like... It was just like a ZF? Is it just a ZF trans? I think so, yeah. yeah. Those, so, those are good. But um, I, I was influenced to go towards an E90 just from, like, all the great reviews I'd seen in the past, right? And my my question for you is, do you think modern-day influencers on, on YouTube influence you at all in any of your thoughts and opinions on what's good, or do you go by, like, your own experiences? So I definitely like to... Um... I definitely like to hear other people's opinions. People that own the car and they've driven it and they've driven it for a while. I like to hear their opinion. You know, yeah. they've owned it, so I'm like, oh, perfect. You know, like let me find out what they think. I of course, you know, everyone's got their own opinion, so I, you know, I take it into consideration. But I'm not like that's that. Then I don't want the car anymore because Parker from Vehicle Virgin says it's no good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, I, I okay. I mean, I, you're a car guy, and you, you know, you, um, you've had one, so I, I, you know, I, you know, I, you would know better than me, but I'm still not gonna. Hundred percent, but I do. I love, I love car reviews. I like, I love reading car reviews. I love watching car reviews. Like, I it's like my favorite. I love to hear like opinion. It's just interesting, you know what I mean? It's really interesting to hear what other people's takes are on like different cars, because um, you know, you're always like, I wonder what that car would be like, and you just don't know, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's it's interesting. Like, even if it's like you know, people are reviewing like Lamborghinis or, or reviewing Ferraris, and you're like, all right, well. You know, I probably know I'm probably not going to get one of those in the next 10 years or 20 years. Yeah. I'm just not going to get one at all, actually, in fact. But um, that's okay. You know what I mean? Everyone's got different financial things going on. But, um, yeah, I, I just – even if the car is not even in my my range, I still like to hear what people have to say about yeah. it. Because it's just interesting because I will never be in that seat. I'll never be in the seat of a 720, uh, you know, reviewing and being like, oh, this is shit, blah, 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 this is that. You know, it just won't happen. So I do like to hear I, – I think um, – I think hearing people's opinions is, is good. So you don't hate influencers, is what you're saying. 
Uh, I find it interesting. It's not like I mean, there's sometimes where I do like I don't really like them that much, but um... I think there's different types. Mm-hmm. I think there's the vlogger. Look what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and they're just really into cars, like the Stradman. I think that's a good example of a guy that's just really into cars. Yeah. Right. And then you have other vloggers that appear to be egocentric, but I don't think people that do this start that way. I think they start as enthusiasts and then get to a certain point where they're making so much money that it becomes like a me, me, me thing, right? Yeah. And they become that way, which easy for me to say because I'm not in that position. So who knows if, if I would become that way. And then there's the straight up, like, um, I'm going to build this from scratch, basically, like Tavares or Freddie Hernandez. I love that guy. That guy, he's freaking awesome. I remember when he started out at Jalopnik years ago and he he was flipping cars in his backyard when he was younger living at his parents house still and he flipped an e39 m5 that he bought for like 10 or 11 grand and he sold it for like 15 and he put like a few hundred dollars into it and he's just like you know cleaning it and doing some mechanical work here and there and now he's got this crazy warehouse in florida and he just rebuilt that 675 lt the thing about tavarish is he's doing something that no one else is doing oh yeah he is like it is so interesting when you check his like view count. I mean, he's a lot of them are like five hundred thousand views. You know what I mean on like any video. Yeah. And you see like somebody like Parker from Vehicle Virgins that's getting like twenty thousand views currently right now. I mean, we'll talk about that guy in a second. I got a lot to say about that guy. But um, Tavares, I think he's amazing. I mean, he did. I loved his uh, twin turbo Gallardo build. That was insane. It was. I think he bought a Gallardo that was. In a fire, it was a UGR build, um, like a like oh, a yeah, serious one. It was like a, it was like a two thousand horsepower one. It yeah. was like one of the record holders ones. It, I do have to say, I would like to see more out of him driving the cars. Like I've never seen him ever driving any of the cars. But I get it. I mean, his his page is not about that. His page is about rebuilding them. He doesn't. Yeah. He's not about like he doesn't vlog. He probably wants to once he builds it. He probably wants to enjoy it as the car and doesn't want to make it work to yeah. film him driving it. If I had to guess. I think those guys make so much off those videos that it literally just pays for the car, and then they just yeah they don't an really equation. yeah there's yeah. there's calculations like, like they don't really like I mean a lot of those guys like you know I was just watching recently um, Street Speed whatever the hell his name is the Corvette guy he had that Raptor not Raptor the new Dodge TRX I don't yeah. know if you saw that but he jumped it and and. He, like, purposely jumped it and, like, pretty much totaled it. the frame. Yeah, but then he did this whole, like, three-week-long, like, video series on uh, beating the shit out of it, doing all sorts of different things, like, mudding it, doing all this crazy stuff. And he's literally been open about it in his in his videos. And I, I do like that guy because of how open he is about things. And, like, you know, he's just real. But, um, I mean, he literally says, he's like, I literally, this is now free. Like, I literally got so much views on this car it's free. Like I understand. He said, he's like, I understand like a lot of, there's a lot of haters out there because like I took this brand new truck and I broke it. He's like, first of all, like I didn't plan on breaking it. Like I I jumped it and it did get really messed up. But then I made so many videos off of it while it was messed up that I literally didn't lose any money at all. Nothing, nothing at all. He lost nothing at all. And it was, it was, it was really interesting. He got, he was getting like a million views per video and I for the truck. Yeah, I was and and paying himself like you know like a, a weekly monthly salary or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's cool. I mean, a lot of there's a lot of like you know I guess you know we're we're dipping a little bit into the influencers right now or the yeah. YouTube people, but um, maybe we'll make this uh, long video into two, which yeah. is which is cool. But um, 
uh, 